Assalamualaikum and hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Shada Effect podcast. Alright, so we have today a very special lass. She's quite a busy lady. It's very difficult to get hold of her because she's doing very amazing <laughs> stuff out there. And I'm super glad to have her on board on our podcast today. And um, she is special today because she hails from Glasgow. Did I say that right? Glasgow. I haven't heard mm-hmm. the accent in such a long time. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, Evelyn, the floor is yours. Maybe you can introduce yourself a little bit so that others can you know, get to know you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. I'm very, very glad that we've been able to get together and do this and reconnect because, yeah, well, we've, we we went to school together many, many years ago. So it's really nice to be in contact with you again. So my name is Evelyn and I am a woman's energy and mindset life coach. It's a bit of a tongue twister, <laughs> but it comes out eventually. Basically, what this means is that I work primarily with women on an energetic level and on a mental level to release limiting beliefs, things that may have happened in their lives that are hindering their progress, their development. So we work on releasing those limiting beliefs so that they can begin to create and embody the person they want to be, to create the life that they desire um, and truly feel like they are themselves, truly feel authentic to who they are. That's kind of the gist of what I do. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting in and seeing what this podcast will hold for us. <laughs> Amazing. So um, I was about to ask you actually, what is it that you actually do? Maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's mainly life coaching. So life coaching is a relationship between a client and a coach. In this case, I would, I'm the coach. <laughs> um, so it's um, the type of coaching that I do is a mixture of coaching and healing and energy, um, energy work. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said before, it work, I work with an individual one on one, and we we work through sessions. So. Mm-hmm. We have a session together and my job as a coach, just like a sports coach would, a sports coach is there to guide, inspire, motivate. That's exactly my job as well. So I help to guide and support women um, while they look and hold space for themselves to perhaps examine more difficult issues or emotions that might have come up in their lives. So while there, I create a safe environment and a safe space for them to um, examine all these things about themselves mm-hmm. and and I coach them through that and I guide them to ensure that they are fully processing these aspects of themselves and they are moving towards wherever it is that they want to move in their lives. That's kind of the gist of what I do more or less. Wonderful. How long have you been doing this coaching? How long have you been such a wonderful person to? <laughs> well, coaching itself, I've only been doing it for as little as a year, actually. I began um, last year on towards the start of lockdown. However, I have been on this path and this journey for like seven years wow. where I have been very interested in all things self-development and mm-hmm. spirituality um, personal spirituality. So, I I worked. Um, what, what am I trying to say? I, I worked um, 
and studied complementary therapies in college for a year and I was a complementary therapist providing body massage, aromatherapy, reflexology. Mm. So I was very much starting to get into that world and then I became a Reiki master and um, I have trained, um, although I have not completed my psychology degree with uh, the Open University, it's everything I have done in my life has led me to this moment to be able to provide what I provide now mm-hmm. in a way that is specific to me and to my client, if that makes sense. I see. That's a very interesting mm-hmm. journey you had there. You know, all those events that leads you to where you are now, which is very, mm-hmm. very interesting, I must say. So just now you mentioned about self-development uh, that, you know, I would like to delve deeper into personal development. Um, mm-hmm. You see this topic, I would say, sounds vague and is often mentioned by people, but um, I'm not so sure whether we all actually is aware of how to go about it, personal development, you know. Um, you were, we're always bombarded with um, perhaps like, uh, I, I'm not sure, like questions about uh, when are you going to do this, when are you going to do that, something to do with personal development. Maybe you can um, share with us about um, what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think there, there, there are a few things that I want to touch upon here. Um, society puts a lot of pressure yes, on definitely. our individual lives. So the, the thing that you, were, that you were talking about there, what we, we should do this or we should do that by mm-hmm. then, um, that's not necessarily self-development. That is uh, an illusion that we have to do things by and when so-and-so says, for example. I like that so- illusion. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's an illusion that we are forced to, we're like, um, indoctrinated, we're brainwashed to, you know, these illusions. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no need to apologize. But yeah, absolutely. So we are, we are uh, programmed or mm. taught from a very young age that we have to reach certain um, milestones by a certain time. And when we don't do that, we create um, a lot of disappointment for ourselves and the people that are expecting this from us. So self-development in and of itself for me it's a way of being i have always i feel very lucky because i feel like as if i was born ready for self-development i feel like i was always very in tune with how can i how can i do and be better but there is a very very fine line between how can i do and be better for the greater good Mm -hmm. and for my own self-development and how can I do and be better because I'm not happy with myself? Mm. So there are two, there's a very distinct um, line there that we have to really, really become aware as to why and, and what is it that we want to change and why. So do I want to be and feel better because I want to feel more fulfilled? More ful- uh, fulfilled? <laughs> <laughs> Or do I want to feel and be better because I really don't like myself right now. I hate myself. I, I'm not happy with my body. I'm not happy with the things I'm doing. So I think that's quite an important distinction to make. And in terms of beginning your self-development journey, we're always, we're, this is the thing, I feel like we're always on that journey, whether we're aware of it or not. The life is a self-development journey, even from a young age, like kids, children naturally 
evolve and learn and develop true this is this is just our natural way of being we mm -hmm. are here to evolve develop and grow and expand and move through difficult emotions and situations for that expansion and for that growth so if anyone listening is looking to start their self-development journey then hey you you're already there you've already started <laughs> um you just have to I, I suppose my um my tip would be get clear on why and where you want to go more or less that is really interesting because um like you said like many people they don't realize that they are already there you know they are there are you know we are constantly evolving we are constantly um progressing even though we didn't see it maybe physically we are progressing but you know there's this thing called mental stagnation like um people don't exactly uh progress you know have any kind of progress with their with their um maybe mindset there's no growth mindset mm -hmm. yeah so how mm -hmm. can people change that how can we have like progress in terms of our mindset that's a very very good point and I know people in my life that mm -hmm. just don't quite embody that growth mindset, just mm -hmm. yeah, that abundance mindset, as people call it. Um, the the thing about the mind is that it's it's a muscle. Mm -hmm. We have to train our mind to believe that we are capable of doing certain things. And for people that embody this like mentality and everything is going wrong nothing works in their favor you know you have people that we can perceive as being extremely negative or mm -hmm. there's always something with them um in these cases they have to want to change we can't change them we can't doesn't matter how much truth or information we hit them with they just won't see it unless they feel a desire to change and to move towards something better towards something more pleasant pleasant because from experience it's not comfortable it's not nice to to be in that lag mentality in fact it's pretty horrible <laughs> because we give our power away and we think that we don't have control over ourselves so it's really up to that person themselves to change right yeah, absolutely. It's up to them to begin the journey of self-mastery. And self-mastery is knowing yourself, knowing your body, knowing, being connected to your body to recognize the, um, the signs and the communication that it's telling you. For example, like you walk into a room and you immediately know something is wrong. Like someone's had an argument and you feel it. That's your body picking up on what's happening. And that's your body telling you, Ooh, I'm not comfortable here. Maybe, maybe let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> so self mastery is about learning to recognize that. And, um, there was a thing I mentioned about giving our power away and I'm, I'm writing, uh, I'm actually writing an ebook exactly about this about how we give our power away and one of the ways that we give our power away is through that lack mentality and through uh believing that we don't have power or control over our own circumstances and this is also a double-edged sword and i'm gonna say why very quickly <laughs> um 
because in reality we don't have control over a lot of things we mm -hmm. can't control other people we can't control what situations are going to come into our lives the one thing that we can control is our vessel yeah our mind and how we react towards towards things so i mean we can't control when we're born we can't control when we die and then we have this illusion that we can control everything else in between <laughs> another coach that i really admire said this quite recently maybe that can be your quote that we were thinking <laughs> of <laughs> um so it's really all about gaining self-mastery and how we can ride the wave of life through that self-mastery so we were talking about how one person can only control themselves, you know, and we don't exactly, you know, we can only control ourselves in that sense and we cannot exactly force people to act a certain way, think a certain way. It's, 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 you know, the power is in their hands. So, um, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, I have a, I was scrolling through Goodreads just now because I was trying to look for a good quote that I can share with everybody in this podcast. And I stumbled upon um, Oscar Wilde's quote. It says, be yourself, everyone else is already taken. I know this might, mm, yeah. yeah, right? I know this um, might sound, um, uh, what's the word? Like overused of some sort, you know, be yourself, be yourself. But it's, it's overused for some reason, you know? It might, you know, it's, a very meaningful thing to be yourself mm -hmm. which brings me to the next question uh, regarding authenticity we mm -hmm. can we realize that it is something that is really difficult to find these days especially with the fast-paced um, technology and with the social medias and also you know um, the globalization and modern modern stuff going on it makes life seems maybe a little bit bleaker because because everybody just wants to be accepted somehow and mm -hmm. yeah everybody wants to be the same kind of not thing but i don't know what's the word for it but you know a, a same similar kind of like a trend or something mm -hmm. so people um, want to belong yes people want to belong mm -hmm. so so for you how do you see authenticity mm-hmm yeah so there's a few things that I'm going to touch upon here again. Um, as you were saying, you know, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Mm -hmm. This can this this could perhaps feel a little bit overused. Mm -hmm. Yet it is very true. It's overused because it's true. Yeah. And the reason it can be feel can feel very difficult is because, like you're saying, nowadays we just don't know what it means to be ourselves. Yeah. What what is that like? <laughs> <laughs> we have all these. Um, um, what are they called? Um, gadgets. Yeah, we have all these gadgets and um, we are con constantly consuming information and, mm -hmm. um, and we're just not in contact with ourselves. And like, what is the self? What is being yourself? Are you yourself when you're around people, your friends? Are you yourself when you're by yourself? So... For me personally, authenticity has come from an opening of a door that for a long time was shut. And I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate a little bit on this. 
that's often oh, this that's very interesting actually like okay mm-hmm. that's okay i've never thought of it that way you know mm-hmm. so it's really interesting for me to hear that mm-hmm. yeah okay. yeah and and i'm still discovering myself let's let's say that but it's come from really understanding myself really understanding where i came from really understanding what dynamics and energies were at play when i was growing up in my family because our conditioning mm. the way we are now is closely so closely related to our childhood experiences and our I parents see. our parents wounds and our parents difficulties were passed down onto us as well as their gifts and um great wisdom all of that has been passed down onto us so we come to this world with a certain knowing and then our identity develops over time given our like the experience that we have if we experience pleasant things then we might have we might experience life in very easily but if we experience difficult things we might have a, a bit of a harder time and hence why you have some people that are more negative and they are in these lower ends of the spectrum lower um vibrational energies and uh, emotions and part of that is because as children we are not taught how to stay authentic and how to be in contact with our emotions and who we really are because all these other expectations are then brought into the equation mom expects you to go to university and become a doctor and have a degree by then and then you have to have children and then you have to be making this amount of money in the bank otherwise do you know what i mean so yeah. when you peel all those things away this is the door that i was talking about i started opening the door and i realized there was so much crap in it <laughs> in, in this little room so i had to like peel things away and uncover aspects of my identity of my psyche things that i just wasn't aware of how they were affecting me in the present moment and when we peel all those things away then we discover who we really are and then we are able to live more authentically unapologetically mm-hmm. so we don't question whether oh what so and so going to say i can't be i can't i can't show this thing this side of myself because they're going to say something of me that doesn't that that would not matter if you were being your authentic self and a lot of the time it's just that mental process that we have to move from from thinking about what they're going to say to actually i don't care i'm i'm just going to do me i'm going to be me and i'm going to and i'm going to own that um yeah but i'm still learning it's 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 a life long process to unlearn what we've learned and to truly become who we really are and who we want to be. Yeah. Evelyn, can you just repeat that last part because um yeah, you you got cut off a bit due to the internet. Okay. I, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Don't worry. So I said it's it's a lifelong process to unlearn what we've learned. so that we can truly become who we really are and who we are meant to be. Wow. You know what you said was actually <laughs> it's very simple but to me it's 
it feels like it's a lot to unpack. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's simple yet a lot for me to unpack. Maybe because I, yeah, I'm also discovering myself. I guess need to peel mm-hmm. all those expectations away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it can be. <clears throat> It can be traumatic sometimes. It mm. can be painful, but it's so worth it. It's part of the process, and it's so worth it because a lot of the time, the issues that we that we carry right now are come from unprocessed and unattended aspects of ourselves or trauma that we have experienced in the past as children. And trauma doesn't always mean my parents were alcoholics, and I had a terrible childhood. Trauma can simply come from not having one of your needs met when it was very important to you as a child. I like see. you made this picture for your mom as a child, and she just she had she paid no attention because she was too tired and busy from work. You're there, and then your feelings were hurt. You felt unheard. You felt invalidated, and so you carry that response into adulthood. And then when something happens, when some you show your work to someone else, and you're like, "Oh, look, I've I've made this podcast, for example. I've I've done this really cool thing," and they're like, oh, "Whatever." Or they don't give you the 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 um they don't give you the validation that you're looking for. Then you're triggered, and then you react the way that child did, that version of yourself did. Okay, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's what unprocessed yeah. childhood trauma looks like. Yeah, meaning like um, your regular average person can have that traumatic experience. Meaning everybody can have like their own trauma, yes. no matter how small or um, insignificant it seems to other people. Is it, or to themselves? Because this is here's the thing: a lot of the time you don't think that those things are are important or that they affected you because they're so small logically. It's always here's how to tell. Logically, it feels like it shouldn't bother you. Like it's so illogical. It's like this is such a stupid thing. Why am I feeling sad about this? Why do I feel like this? But then, if your body is feeling it, then you have to listen to that because the mind likes to talk a lot and likes to rationalize, but the body, the body feels, and and th- those feelings don't lie. The mind can lie. The mind can make you believe things that aren't true, but the body doesn't lie. The body's simply raw expression of life. I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Attacked with love, with much, much love. <laughs> there wow like okay now i'm speechless like okay that that's really profound like you know um i actually thought of those things you know like the things that i thought was insignificant you know all those things i never really thought of them as trauma because i like you said you know people usually uh, perceive trauma as you know having alcoholic parents when they were um uh children you know um divorced mm-hmm. parents or you know those like more serious issues yeah. but or abuse that yeah. kind of stuff yeah but yeah 
Uh, on you go, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. Um, wow. I'm trying to process it. <laughs> so, mm. um, Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> so, um, mm. but you see, like, okay, I, I always like to, you know, think about what other people might say, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, I'm having these, say, traumatic um experiences when i was a child but then i would compare it to other people you know like uh they have much you know worse they have it much worse and you know why would i be feeling this way something like that mm-hmm. yeah here that's where that lack mentality comes in because you experiencing something mm-hmm. doesn't take away from someone else's experience mm. Your experience is still as valid as their experience. It's just different levels and different experiences. It doesn't mean that any of those are less valid than the other. It's just different. And different is not... It's neither good or bad. It's just... Is. We all come here, like that quote is saying, with a unique experience. With a unique way of seeing. With a unique gift, a unique expression. So... Comparing our pain or, or our joy with other people. What you're kind of saying to the universe and to yourself there is that I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy of what I have. I'm not good enough so I'm not really worthy of looking at this thing that happened to me and giving it importance because it's not that important. It really is not as bad as so-and-so's per them. They really need the help. You're kind of giving your power away there too because you're kind of victimizing them and avoiding your issue <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, I'm so loving this by the way <laughs> thank you so so much for having me here no problem I really love having you right now because it you know it opens up my eyes towards like the kind of thing that I never actually thought of. You know, the kind of things that I brushed. I can't believe I'm talking about it in my podcast, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about trauma, traumatic experiences and all that, right? So how can a person heal from that, you know? Um, ah. And then we're going to the sec- uh, the next question, which is um, self self acceptance. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't even talk awesome. properly after all that. <laughs> well, those two kind of go hand in hand, so I'll, I'll I'll tackle how to do the healing and then self acceptance. Okay. So, and and again, I'm I'm talking about all of this through my lens of okay. a coach of a life coach this is the kind of stuff i this is literally my bread and butter this is what i do with my clients this is what i've done the past seven odd years with myself so i'm coming from personal experience and from the knowledge i've gathered in that time and with the healing aspect of things first you have to make the decision that you've had enough and this decision you might have to make it a couple of times. It might not just be, depending on the severity or how um, how much of this issue your mind, because I'm just gonna share this about myself. I, I've always been an overthinker. So 
if I if something even if it was small if it happened it would my mind would make it 20 times bigger than what it really was <clears throat> so I had to make the decision that I had I had enough like this this is it like this cannot be it I cannot keep playing the same tune in my head over and over and over and I can't I just cannot continue to feel the way I'm feeling because I want to do better I want to be better I, I, I have things I gotta do like I can't be feeling like this anymore <laughs> pretty much so first you have to make the decision and then you're going to want to examine your past and this is where oh, the triggering lovely. this is where the tr the triggering aspects can come in and it can be triggering so i recommend finding a community mm -hmm. of like-minded people people that are going through the same thing as you i recommend finding a coach a therapist some form of professional body or a friend that you you tell them exactly what's going on what you're someone that you really trust because as you unpack all of this, as you unpack and like clean the layers or whatever, whatever analogy we're using now, <laughs> as I said, it can be triggering and, and it can make you feel all sorts of things. So it's key, absolutely key to have that support system to be able to guide you and support you throughout that so that you don't lose touch with reality and you don't lose touch with yourself because depending on what it is for example for me i at times i had and, and oh this is another really important point i'm going to mention this in a minute um for me sometimes i felt very very alone and i would seclude myself from when i was experiencing or like um going back in time in my mind to 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 work through some things Sometimes I just felt like I, I, I just didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. Um, so I, I had to push myself to be around people that knew exactly what I was doing. Other like-minded, either coaches or healers or um, complementary therapists. I was very lucky that I had friends that were already within my field of work. And talking man talking is so important it's so key this is this is how we feel it's like we're saying belonging feeling understood feeling heard which is usually one of the main things that we didn't feel as children we didn't yeah. feel understood we didn't feel heard so really finding that sense of community finding that support is absolutely key and the other point i wanted to mention was is that healing is not linear Healing is not a linear process. And I'm going to say it again. Healing is not a linear process. As much as we wanted to, right? Oh, as, much as, we, as much as we would like, but you know, and I, I the, the kind of healing that I do with my clients, I teach them how to like go into certain past memories, certain events and do the work in those, in, in that, in those instances through meditation and visualization. So I teach them to do this on their own because I want people to be self-reliant and I want them to do things on their own. <laughs> so as they're doing this, um, I completely lost my train of thought. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Healing is not linear. See, it's not linear. Um, so yeah, so they go back in time, they do this thing, they do the work. 
um, the internal work and then they leave the session and perhaps they might think, okay, that's me done. I have dealt with not feeling good enough. I have felt what I have dealt with not feeling lovable. I have dealt with my comparison issues. Everything is fine now and they feel great because we, we've just finished the session or whatever. And then a month or two months later, they're like back at it again. And I'm like, <laughs> and they think like, what? Like, but I just worked through all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but it's not linear. Like, <laughs> And let's break, let's break that down a little bit more. Let's think about life. There are cycles to life. There are cycles of the moon. There are cycles like females have like menstrual cycles. Mm -hmm. So I want, I want you to imagine an upward spiral mm -hmm. as the healing journey. So you start here, let's say right in the middle is base. And this is when you realize, oh crap, I have a lot of crap to unpack. And so, <laughs> and so as you work through things, you move upward on the spiral and then you perhaps even stop for a while because the view there is nice, you know, you feel really good. And then as you continue moving, you come back to the same issue, but on a wider perspective. Oh dear. You come back to the no, but it, but it's never quite the same, and it's not it's not going to affect you the same. This is this is the great part. The great part that you, as you move upward on the spiral, and the same issue perhaps tries to come up, you your mind, your heart, your awareness has now expanded because you have dealt with the issue at, at that earlier level. So you have a much more wider perspective and knowledge to be able to deal with it then. Okay. So then when it comes back up, then you've already got the tools to deal with it. And then it goes away. And with practice, as you go upward, like up on the spiral, it comes up less and less and less and less. So that's kind of, that's the way I view the healing journey. So it's not linear at all. And it's cyclical, if that's a word. Um, and if we look at the downward spiral, for example, mm -hmm. let's look at the opposite of that, which is perhaps someone that is very negative, that is constantly overthinking that, has this story in their head that they're not good enough and every situation in their life proves to them that they're not good enough. So this person is just, the more they think about how they're not good enough, the more they're going to feel like they're not good enough. And so their downward spiral, spiral, spiral <laughs> gets bigger and bigger, wider and wider. And before you know it, they're like, oh, in a really horrible place. So it works the same both ways. And if one of them is possible, if it is possible for us to live in that negative downward spiral, then it's absolutely possible for us to live in the upward spiral. That if one of them right, exists, yeah. then the other one must. One cannot exist without the other. We cannot, we cannot justify that, but it's about where we want our attention to go. How do we want to live? So does that mean our um, traumatic experience never actually goes away? It's just us moving away from it. It never goes away, is it? Mm, yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it, there's nothing wrong with that because think about it. That was just, that's just, it was an experience. It was neither good or bad is the perception that we create of it. It's the story that we have created and how it made us feel that creates the suffering. So the experiences that we have, if, if I hadn't experienced the things that I had, I wouldn't be here telling you all this. Mm. 
If I hadn't gone through those difficulties, I wouldn't have been able to grow. People are afraid of pain and suffering and growth because it's difficult. But it's through the, those difficult experiences that we grow and expand the most. That is actually true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm interested in the point that you made where, you know, in order for us to heal, right? We have mm-hmm. to be in a community where people would support us. Mm-hmm. But what if, like, we are the kind of person who is unable to articulate what is it inside here, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, yeah. for me personally, it's very hard <laughs> for me to articulate things. So, yeah, how, how can people like that um, actually, you know, be in that kind of support system? Hmm. I can definitely relate to that because I used to find it very difficult to articulate things and how I felt and really that came with practice and the thing about a support group is that you don't have to tell them everything if you're not ready Mm. I simply don't want people to be going through this alone because they don't one, they don't have to and two because a lot of the time people think that they don't deserve that support that they don't deserve help and people find it very difficult to ask for help because they think that they're not worthy that they don't deserve it but they do so this is why I want people to find a support group the thing about expressing for me personally was that I couldn't even be honest with myself so If I was to get a little bit personal with you here, I would say, are you able to be honest with yourself? If it was just you in a room, a piece of paper and a pen, Mm -hmm. do you allow yourself to write truthfully exactly how you feel on that piece of paper? Because the words will always come. And if you set the intention that you want to find the words to explain how you feel, then they will come. I see. And... Okay, sorry. mm -hmm. No, no, on you go. Uh, like for me it's difficult for me to articulate things to people because I don't know maybe I just have issues with people generally I I guess so for me I actually prefer to write in journals or diaries mm-hmm. so I would write mm-hmm. anything that would you know whatever makes me feel or whatever it is that I did that day so yeah I just pour everything inside that but it yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly 100% whatever I feel. It's, I would say, around 80 to 90%. So is that, like, a good thing for a start? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, one, you're right there and then you're creating the time and space for yourself mm-hmm. to be with yourself, to be with your thoughts, to be with your emotions. And the thing, if you're experiencing or you're feeling something that you don't quite have a name for it yet or you you can't put it into words I want you to just close your eyes and just sit with it just let it l- feel it soak you know, in like, it soak in yeah soak in it really allow it to expand so that it becomes clear as to what it is and ask yourself what am I feeling what is this that I'm feeling and more often than not you'll either get a memory you'll get a name you'll get some form of communication that your body is giving you to say what that is and where it comes from 
And that's how you begin to uncover. <laughs> I have actually, I've got a YouTube video about this, um, about uh, following the feeling to change your mindset or to change how your, your core believes. If you're not sure as to what it is that you believe, follow the feeling, follow that uncomfortable feeling. It's going to lead you somewhere where it first began or a word or a feeling, another feeling or something. And then through there, then you can begin to do the work to change that belief. I see. <laughs> yeah. And perhaps you will see, or once you get more comfortable with yourself and more authentic with yourself, you'll begin to attract and meet people that are also more authentic and comfortable with themselves. And you'll be able to create the relate, the type of safe, relationship that requires that honesty and again you don't have to you you do not have to tell anyone anything you don't want to but we are human social animals yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day and we only we can only know ourselves through our relationships to others yeah and how they perceive us maybe Mm -hmm. How they perceive us is their perception. Their, issue, their perception, but a lot of the time we can take that on as our own, and that's where that's when we don't, when we're not authentic to ourselves. Mm -hmm. But it is important to have these people in our lives. I feel, and I feel very lucky that I do have some of these people like this in my life. Some awesome coaches that I work with they're my coaches and stuff as well so yeah awesome. it's all part of the fun <laughs> all part of the fun of being human <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now that okay so now that we've come kind of covered the self accept, accept well, I don't know why it's so hard for me to pronounce that self acceptance right okay so um we've almost come towards the end of our podcast um mm. would you like to share some of your personal stories experiences or maybe anecdotes to our mm. listeners interesting do you have anything in particular you would like to hear about any kind of topics or anything that stood out to you like oh what was this like for you perhaps uh yeah that and also maybe you can share something that has always um, been resonating with you a lot something memorable perhaps mm -hmm. yeah okay um well for me the biggest issue that i have had to overcome mm -hmm. has been feeling like i wasn't good enough and uh, yeah, yeah okay so this is more like an anecdote rather than like for people so for me <laughs> for me it's all stemmed from like childhood experiences from a critical mother and i know this is going to trigger many of us gals out there <laughs> i know because our critical mothers play a huge part in our lives and we love them to death but we also hate them <laughs> but no i love you mom um, but yeah the critical mother 
has been probably the the biggest issue, the biggest the, the biggest challenge I have had to experience, and I'm still working through, and I'm still learning from. And having a critical mother aided in my belief that I wasn't good enough. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame her for it because I really don't like blaming people or things for things like things just happen and that's how they were and that's it so we took part in it together she did things and I did things and um, and overcoming that belief of not feeling good enough has taken me a long time a long time simply because there were it wasn't just that one belief there were so many other things attached to it there were like it would play into my personal relationships with my friends, with my partner, with uh, my work. Oh my God, in my work, like, is this gonna be good enough? Is this going to create the, the the impact that I want on people in my personal relationship? Like, am I good enough? Like, is he going to leave me? Is Does he actually genuinely care about me? Like, and all of this would be playing in my head, like a broken record, <laughs> you know? So, so how did I do that? I, one thing that I would like to say, um, a couple of things actually. One, there is nothing wrong with you. Even if you're feeling this, there there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. I need people to know that they're, they're not broken, that there's nothing wrong with them, and that they're perfectly fine as they are. And if there's something that they feel uncomfortable with, then they can work on that to be better. But that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. The other... Oh, sorry. The other thing is that um, I'm just reminding myself of what I was going to say hmm I seem to have lost it I'm sure it'll come back what was I saying before I was talking about not being good enough yeah and there's nothing wrong with this we are not broken mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe I need to. I don't know. Ah, oh, will the muses bring it back? <sighs> I feel like it's gone. <laughs> it might come back, but um. Yeah. Oh, and I felt like it was important as well. But if it if it's gonna come back, it'll come back. If not, then. <laughs> um, how did I work through this? Oh, here it's back. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, practice and repetition. Practice and repetition. Practice and repetition. Even when it doesn't feel like it's working. Because imagine how long it's taken us and how long we have carried a certain belief that we're not good enough. Say we've carried that belief. We, be- we began having that belief early early teenager, teenage life, blah, blah, blah. It's been like 10, 15 years. It's gonna take a while for that belief to be unlearned because our minds work like computers. We have programmed it. So it's gonna take a little while for us to hack away at it and to prove to our mind and to our heart and our emotions that actually we are good enough. There is no such thing as not being good enough. 
first so we need... Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so we need to have like positive affirmations about ourselves to kind of hack away all those thoughts, negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So once you do the healing and you recognize where a certain belief came from, you're going to want to remember that because next time it decides to come back round, you don't want to have to go back into that memory once again, unless it's absolutely necessary. But you want to remember, oh, this is coming up for me again. I'm being triggered in the situation and I really it's making me feel like I'm not good enough. But I know that that feeling comes from the situation or this experience that I had in my past. Okay, I'm not in that experience anymore. I can choose to let that go and say something like this to yourself. Like, I choose to feel fully complete and whole. I know I am good enough. I am not in that situation anymore. That's the past and this is the present. And in the present, I am safe. And have this little script that you can see in the, in the moment or you can write it down for yourself. And that really helps. And having those affirmations and then engaging and actively, consciously making yourself and putting yourself in a situation or in the bodily experience of someone that feels good enough, if that makes sense. What would someone that loved themselves do? Ask yourself some of these questions. So does self-care actually works? Like people are popularizing the self-care, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So... Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Self-care? Yeah, I mean, self-care is different for many people. It's even different for me on the same day. Minute to minute, it could be different because it's all about, for me, self-care is all about asking, what do you need? Ask myself in the morning when I get up, what do I need to do this morning? What do I need to do today? I have a morning routine where I, I have different things that I could do, but I ask myself, I ask my body, what do you actually want? What do you actually need to do today? Some days I need to journal because I'm angry about something. Some days I just want to dance and feel joy. Some days I just want to read a book. Some days I don't want to do any work and I really want to be out in the sun. So it really, really depends on how you are feeling in that moment. It's all about becoming aware of your emotional self and you, in that moment. And that's how you're going to recognize when a feeling or a thought is connected to a limiting belief and how you can shift that. And self-care is just all about creating that awareness and really asking yourself, what do I need for my highest good? Yeah, That's very enlightening, yeah. Mm. So it's all about asking yourself what you need not exactly, you know, other things. It's what you need, okay? I'm gonna have yeah. to keep that in mind. So whatever mm -hmm. makes you happy on that particular day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and go with what feels good. Yeah, that's what self-care is. For me, anyway. <laughs> Again, it can, be, it can look very different to many different people. And through what do you need, then you have all these, like, things that you could do, such as taking a bath or having a meal or whatever it is watching netflix but it's all about asking yourself what you need because what we don't want to happen what i don't want people to do even though i can't control them but i, I don't want people to live unconsciously 
if you don't ask yourself what do I need or what do I want then you're just going through life without making that connection with yourself and what tends to happen is avoidance repression and suppression of difficult emotions because we have not given ourselves the time and space to fully process them this is literally what my ebook is about i was literally just writing it before coming on to record the podcast i i, I love this so sneak peek yeah. for everyone so yeah. what's the title actually do you have a title already in mind for my ebook is called it's going to be called reclaim your power and it will reclaim. hopefully be out by the end of the month uh the month of when are, where are we? May, April, April. Hopefully, we'll be out by the end of April, um, and people will be able to purchase it um, on through my Instagram account. There'll be a link there that will take them to where they can purchase it if they wish to do so. Yeah. Awesome. So, how was the process of writing? Was it hard? Um, I don't feel like it's been hard. I'm still writing it at the moment, <clears throat> but I had. I had a very clear idea as to what it was that I wanted to write about. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I wanted people to feel like when they finished reading it. Like, what do I want them to take away from it? I want them to have tools, especially it's, it's, it's mainly for women. Although it's also applicable to men, but because I'm working with women and I'm working from my own experience and I know that I'm going to say a bunch of things in there that many women are going to be like, yep, yep, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. So I, I knew those pain points because I have lived them. So it was very easy to put them there. So I, I just I want people to walk away with tools and um, things that they can use in their own life through practice, repetition, and consistency so that they can begin to see the improvements and be able to reclaim their power and like be more in their body and authentic and in the present moment. That's great. I really hope that people will have that, you know, they will get, you know, whatever that you hope for will happen and that mm. people will feel enlightened after reading your ebook. God willing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So yeah. we've come to the end of our podcast session. So would you like to um, mm. say anything to our listeners? Oh, just thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me here. We have to do this again. Um, and this has been a, <clears throat> a true honor and inspiration because I have been considering beginning my own podcast. So this has been absolutely an incredible experience and to have you here you're doing such an amazing job and yeah you're a very very good um what's the word for host you're a very very gracious host so i'm very very glad to be here with you and to all the listeners you're doing amazing that's all i want them to know you're doing amazing and i love you and i love everything that they are doing in their lives because I know whoever's listening to this is probably going to need to hear that. Yeah. You're doing, you're I, doing I need right. to hear you're that. I need to hear that too. <laughs> you're doing amazing as well. So thank you. Yeah. Just want I need to hear to that today. <laughs> amazing. Okay. Uh, oh, right. Before we end, um, so I would like you to drop your socials, your uh, maybe YouTube, mm. Instagram, so that people can start 
hitting that follow button, you know, and start yeah. getting all the goodness and positivity from you. <laughs> Brilliant. So my um, Instagram is at Evelyn Life Coaching, and you'll see me. It's a picture uh, of me with some flowers and a card, <laughs> and. You'll be able to find my the rest of my links through there, through going on to Evelyn Life Coaching, or you can find my website, which is evelynquesada.com. That one's probably a bit more difficult to spell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, come over, have a conversation with me. If anything that I've said resonated with you, you want to find out more, then absolutely let me know. Like I'm, I'm all up for conversation, as you can probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> okay so thank you very much Evelyn for you know agreeing to do this with me uh, I know it's very um, it's a bit I don't know it's a bit tough to have you on here because you have a busy schedule I suppose mm. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you're here right now and that we are almost ending this so thank you so much again so I hope you have a good um, afternoon there right or is it yes. moving to evening? Mm, afternoon yet. It's afternoon. only just about to be 4pm over here. So, yeah. Great. So, um, it's spring there right now, right? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Is it yeah. hot or it's just... It's not too, too hot. But it's it's getting there. It's it's, it's getting almost, there. It's almost there. But yeah, it's, it's beautiful though. I'm really enjoying having the sun out. It's very inspiring. That's good. Yeah. The only thing I remember about Glasgow is gloomy Glasgow. So that's mm -hmm. great to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, breaking off a little bit. And I'm just looking at my window. You can probably see my window in my glasses. Ah, that's my a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in for today's episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you.